Hello, and welcome back to Bijou Banter. My name is Calvin Leslie, and in the host, not in the host, <laughs> in the studio today with me is... Emily Stagman. Matthew Ha. And Philip Runia. And today we're going to be talking about all those Oscar short films, which all came to film scene and are like seven hours total, but they're awesome. So why don't we start with the live action ones? And specifically, or Emily, since you're the moderator for today... Yeah, let's talk about, um, so for those who don't know, the Oscar uh, short films, basically they come out in three batches. And so there's the documentary short films, there's the animated short films, and then there's live action. So I guess for those of you who saw the live action, any thoughts on that? Uh, they were pretty good. Yeah. Elaborate. I saw, I saw all the live action ones. Um, they were all pretty intense, I'd say, uh, at least at one point or another. Um, the one that was the least intense, like, had the potential to be the most intense. The I guess, Nesta I'd say. Football Club one? Yeah, exactly. Oh that, one, that one was more funny than anything. It's just because the little kid, I was like, I was like, oh, something really bad is going to happen. Something really bad is going to happen. But then you're just like, oh. Yeah, they're just gonna play soccer. <laughs> uh, for those of you who probably haven't seen it, because very th- few theaters actually show these, Nefta Football Club is about uh, two brothers who are going to a football game or a soccer game in I don't remember what country it's in, but they come across a mule. It was France, sort of. Is it? is it? Didn't look like France. It was a French film, but mm. yeah. Um, and they come across a mule who's been listening to music and walking forever because of it, which is hilarious. Not Adele. <laughs> it's not listening to Adele. It should have been listening to it's Adele. It's a Tunisian village. Tunisia, thank you. And they find on this mule a bunch of drugs. And one of them tries to sell it, and one of them gives it away like laundry detergent. <laughs> In addition to Nefta Football Club, there was also Saria, Brotherhood, The Neighbor's Window, and Sister. Yeah. I'd say my other two favorites were Saria and um, a sister. Those were my two favorites as well, actually. I, funny enough, uh, before I started uh, college here at Iowa, when I came down from my orientation, the first two things I saw at film scene were the Oscar shorts last year. So, um, so when I came back, when I came here, I was just like, oh, I gotta go see the Oscar shorts again. And I thought this round of shorts was actually better than last year's. All of them were pretty solid, I'd say. The only there were two from the live action ones that were just kind of fine, but there were, none of them were like bad. I would I would say. Yeah, which two did you think were just fine? Uh, one one of them was the neighbor's window. Yep. I I <laughs> like the idea, but it's just the writing is so bad. Terrible. It's so terrible, and also just feels like a cheaper version of Rear Window. Right. Just not as intelligent. And also the other one I didn't really care for too much was Brotherhood. And I don't really know why. I've been trying to think about it. I'm just like, yeah, it was fine, but nothing really stood out about it, and it just kind of ended super abruptly with no real conclusion. Yeah, I'll give Brotherhood this. It had the biggest twist in it, which um, Brotherhood is about, it's like a prodigal son story where the son comes back to his home in another country, which I've forgotten, because I saw them last night and I was very tired. I think you were in my screening, Philip. I think oh, really? I like saw you out of the corner of my eye, but hey. I like, didn't register. I know the son traveled to Syria um, to serve with ISIS. Um, yeah. This is also Tunisian. Oh, really? Awesome. Wow. Oh. There's been a lot about Tunisian movies lately that was mentioned in the Michael Moore documentary. Yeah. Where to invade next, yeah. 
I got to go to Tunisia. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't connect much with brotherhood either. Which is interesting, just because like it's on every level, like I appreciate what it was trying to do, it just never connected. Yeah. Hmm. So, how did we feel about the uh, animated short films? Uh. <laughs> did anybody feel? <laughs> Before that, though, because <laughs> we are four minutes into this episode, oh, yeah. and we're we will run out of time like that. <laughs> Um, Y'all had silence and I tried to fill it. That is true. Thank you very much for that, Emily. We, we didn't talk about um, a sister for the live oh, action that's my, That one was the best. That was and a really good one. it was the first one, one too. I was yeah. like, wait a, I don't know, break the punchline. Like, it's definitely not going to win because so far, if the Oscars have taught me anything, the shorts I like never win. Oh, like, like last year? Oh my God. <laughs> Mother should have won over skin and I still maintain that. Skin is a terrible short film. I'm sorry. It's so bad. I loved how um, the car scenes were shot, like just always from behind. Like you never saw or completely saw the characters' faces. I, I liked that. Yeah. You saw like yeah. The, the pressure on um, the phone operator's face. Yeah. Um, and the summary of this one is like, at first you see this woman in a car next to her, next to a man and she calls who you presume is her sister and she's talking with her and like saying yes, uh-huh. And then like five minutes in, it cuts back to the beginning and it turns out she called a 911 operator and she's been like abducted or like being taken somewhere she didn't agree to and it's nuts. <laughs> For those who can't see, which is all Calvin's of you. Calvin's hands are up in the air. Very motivated. Like I love it. Coaster. I thought it was the tensest thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I think that shows like the power of a short film. It's like you don't need 90 minutes. As long as you have a really good story, you can put out something super intense and super suspenseful in how long was that? Like 15? Something like that. Like yeah. it, it, was, it wasn't very long, but it was just, I remember so much about it despite how short it was. And like along with, like it was so minimalist too. Like it wasn't like yeah. over like this huge countryside and it wasn't this world span. It was just, scenes in a car, scenes outside of a car, and scenes in a 911 or whatever the French equivalent is. And it was so well done. And it was so simple. And I loved it. But I neighbors, ending too. Yeah, oh, that's good. She's like, what's your name? <laughs> Hung up. And it's interesting because I thought um, that the woman on the other end of the phone, the woman who like called 911 would ask for the like Savior's name and the Savior right. would be like, I have to go. Like I work for 911, but no, like the woman on the other end asked for the victim's name and that was really sweet. I could watch this one again and again. It's like The Silent Child from two years ago and Mother from one year ago. I'm a big short film guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're easy to connect to and it's, it's, they're very, they can be very potent. Yeah. Neighbor's Window, I don't know how it got nominated. I don't know either, but I just... I don't know. It made me kind of uncomfortable, I guess. Um, maybe that's why. Like, just the voyeuristic nature of um, of the film itself, like, in content and in viewing, like, as you're watching this, like, you're, like, you're seeing things about um, the main character's life that they probably wouldn't want someone peeping into their life to see while they're peeping into other people's lives. So it's just this, like kind of weird meta experience of just like, I don't want to be watching this, but like I can't take my eyes away because I'm in here. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's tense in that way. But otherwise, yeah, I agree with Matthew. Like it wasn't, it wasn't 
very well written in my opinion either. I don't know what it was trying to say either. Like I get how like them looking at their neighbors and them looking back, it's it's obviously trying to say something, but it's so unclear like what it is. And it I feel like it shouldn't be that way. It should be pretty obvious, but I saw it as like a the grass is greener type yeah. situation to use a cliche. Like they're like, oh like they're so young. They always have parties. They're always like together. <laughs> um just having fun, I guess. And then um but then the reality is so much darker than that. And then when she finally confronts the other woman, very creepily, I might add, she just goes outside and she's like, I'm going to investigate. Um, what, and the other woman is like, oh, you live across from us. I thought she was going to say, I've been noticing you watching. That's yes, why I, I was going to lose my mind. I thought she mind. was going to call her out and be like, yeah. you're the creepy lady with the binoculars. If that happened, then I probably would have enjoyed the short. Right, but she was like, oh no, you guys have such a great life with your kids and this and that. And it kind of makes um, the main character appreciate her life more, I guess, and enjoy her. Yeah. Her life with her kids more, but then at the end she still goes to the window, which I think is interesting. Yeah, it's also the cancer of the like always partying woman's husband just came out of nowhere. Yeah, right? like it wasn't foreshadowed at all. It was like one scene they were partying, and the next he has cancer. Right, They're like oh he shaved his head. Interesting. He looks hungover. It's like what? Like <laughs> anybody with a brain could put two and two together with that one. Right, and the way that they had. Um, I don't remember her name, but the the mother, um, the way that they had her just constantly surveying them, it didn't make sense for her to just be like all of a sudden, oh, he's sick. Like that's something that progresses, you know? Yeah. And like her going outside to confront the woman when her husband is being escorted out of the building in a that, body that was bag. Weird. That was so weird. I'm just like, you want to just give them a little bit of space? Like I know you've been looking at them through the window for like who knows how long, but. Just don't. <laughs> I appreciate what the movie or the film was trying to do. It just didn't do it well at all. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame. What did y'all think about Saria? I think that, that was, broke my heart. That one might have been my, fra- my favorite of all the live action shorts. It was really, really powerful. And even though it was, um, obviously it was a scripted narrative, it felt like a documentary. And just like the way it was shot and the way these uh, kids acted too. It just felt very raw and real. That's what I really liked about it. They, um, uh, in the credits, actually said that the actors that were in the film were, um, they were girls from that orphanage. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like ones that survived. And so I think that might add to why it felt so real is because they were there. They had this experience. They knew the people that died. Um, and just to like summarize the film a little bit, it's about this group of girls in an orphanage in another country, which I can't remember. This one isn't Tunisia. It's in, I think it was Guatemala. Yeah, Guatemala. Yeah. And they're horribly like abused and mistreated. And one day they revolt and then they get caught again. And then they end up taking their own lives in a really horrific, like accidental way, which was also super powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think they were trying to use it as a ploy, like, a desperate ploy, like, oh, the room's on fire. Like, we're going to set the room on fire, so they'll have to let us out. And then they don't. that guard was just not... It's so brutal. Person. <laughs> to me, the, the most striking moment about that film was at the very end when it listed all of the, the girls' names. Yeah. It was like 40 of them. It just showed, like, their age and just scrolling down, just like... And it was slow, too. It was, it was a slow crawl. I'm just like, wow, this is... That was a punch to the gut. 
And it was, I really thought it was powerful that they used um, all quote unquote four of their names because like in a lot of Spanish speaking countries, like that, that's like family lineage. Like that's like the names of like your paternal, like, like grandparent or like the paternal, like family name or whatever. And then maternal family name, like those are included. So like you, it's, it's just another layer of like specificity of like these were individuals who like should have led longer lives and like carried on their families like name and legacy and all this stuff and like I think that made it greatly powerful as well. Yeah. And just everything about it was so and when they're revolting, they're like the people the like riot police and the guy who you've only re- really been heard of as the guy in the green shirt comes to help him out. Just like all of it feels so real and makes that last moment so poignant and so gut punchy and it's fantastic. Um, one moment in the film that really reminded me of um, Les Mis was when the when Saria she is holding that beam above the teacher who sent her to the bathroom or to, to send her to clean the bathrooms where she was picked out to be abused afterwards. Um, the she like. It's just holding it above her head for it seems like forever, and then she drops the beam and runs. And it was just like so, with her and the hood and like everything, like she was just so very in control of that situation. And then she still is able to um, give mercy. Yeah, I. Every once in a while, I'll see a short film that like I really want them to expand upon, and I really like this is a short film that I think they could make into a fe- feature length like 90 minute film and it would be yeah. just as good. Yeah. Right. I think this is going to win the uh, Oscar for best short live action. I think a- so. Live action. I hope so. Me too. As long as it's not Neighbors Window, I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. If, if, like if, that as long one. as it's not. It, it, when it started, did anyone else feel like it was like one of the more happy-go-lucky, I guess, Black Mirror episodes and just the way it felt. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like to me. I felt like I was watching like a Black Mirror episode, but then again, like the the surprise never happened. Like nothing crazy happened. It just kind of fell flat. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Neighbor's Window. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Like just the, when I was watching it, I was like, this feels like a Black Mirror episode. And then like sometime soon, like stuff's going to hit the fan. Like, I don't know. There's, there's no, there's no punchline. Right. It's all build up and no punchline exactly. pretty much. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break for a PSA, then we'll be back with final thoughts on live-action shorts and jump right into the animated in one second. And we are back with more Bijou Banter on KRUI 89.7. Did I forget to say that at the head? I think I might have forgotten to say that at the head. Oh, well, it's too late now. Said it now. Yep, the organization has already fined us probably. But at any rate, final thoughts on live-action shorts? They were pretty solid, yeah. I'd say. Any ratings? I... Five out of five sh- live action shorts. <laughs> hey <laughs> Yeah. All right. So moving on to animated real quick. Me and Matthew actually saw these together. Yeah. I saw a lot of these with other people. That's cool. And that was on accident too. Uh, so we've got hair love. We've got daughter. We've got sister. Not to co- be confused with a sister. There's a <laughs> lot of like non-specific pronouns in this year's. Uh, memorable and Kitbull with some fantastic honorable mentions. What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite out of all of them was Sister. Uh, probably something actually that I realized when we were watching this was that there was a lot of stop motion in this year's um, yeah. nominees. 
And this one, like, I, the way it was animated, it felt a lot like, um, it was almost like cotton. Like, the whole, like, all the people were made like cotton or something like that, or like... Like the inside of, like, a stuffed animal. Yeah, uh, what, what's that called? Fluff is what I always called it. <laughs> Fluff, yeah. But also the, the story of the short film is about the uh, one-child policy in China. It's a really uh, dark story, but it's so beautiful and, uh, and emotional. And to me, this is a, it's almost like the animated short equivalent of the uh, One Child Nation documentary that was at film scene back in September, I think. Yeah. And I don't know, just, I just really, really liked it. And I love how you could tell a story about something that happened in real life in animated form and tell it so well. And that did, and this is what that short did. And like the reveal at the end that he never had a sister and all these like rambunctions oh, yeah. that were happening didn't actually like really punches you in the gut. Something that like all animated short films do because they're all so sad. <laughs> that's all of them. That's something that documentaries are starting to do now more so too is like having like these animated, um, I don't know if I call them short films, but these animated scenes to, to go along with the story within a documentary. And I think that's really interesting because as Matthew was just saying, it makes it, it makes it a little more powerful um, than just like a reconstructed, I guess a reconstructed scene. Or like um, a reenacted. Right, a reenacted scene. Like if you, because um, sometimes that could be very graphic and like it's hard to get emotions across without like having like something very graphic in live action. I mean, depending on how you shoot it. Um, but with animation, like there's so much that you can do um, with just the layout and the design and stuff to to point to things, but not like explicitly show anything. Um, and you can get very abstract too. Like there's a moment in this where like he's pulling out like the baby's oh, belly yeah. button <laughs> to like try to get attention from his parents and then she like deflates and it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. That one was really good. I think my favorite had to be uh, memorable though, or as the French would say it, as it's a French film, memorable. I just like saying wow. that. <laughs> um, it was like a claymation piece about, um, what is it? Alzheimer's or like some other neurodegenerative yeah. disease. And it, those films always get me. Like there was one, there was an Irish short film last year about the same sort of thing. And that one also got me. But like his wife starts like being made of less and less clay and things have less and less definite edges and it becomes more like impressionistic. And it's so good and so sad. And I love it. And I want to hug it but I'll probably never be able to see it again because these things are really hard to get a hand hold of. Well, actually, I think they're on Amazon. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Which one do you think will win? Um, I, as much as I want Sister to win, I think the one that will probably win is Kit Bull, which is, um, that was one of the Pixar um, Spark Shorts, which is like more um, independent storytelling at the studio. And that was actually one of my favorite ones. I had seen that before um, the short films because they released it on YouTube about a year ago. And that one's just like, a, if you're a dog or cat person, you'll probably like ball over this because it's a really emotional story at its core. But I just love how it's more just about the friendship between this really, really small, adorable cat and this um, dog. And it's just a really cute story. And the Academy loves stuff like that. And it's Pixar too. And I love how like huggable they made the dog and he looks so like big and floofy and you just want to lie down with him. And the cat's like all small and looks like one of those like, <laughs> Spirited away That's ash I thinking, creatures. Yeah. I love that one. Mm -hmm. I, I think either that or hair level win. 
Also, there's Daughter, which we haven't mentioned, but Daughter is... Daughter's really creepy, actually. Yeah, the animation was cool and interesting, but it was fine. I don't know. But Hair Love was really good. Hair Love was Hair good. I, I liked that one. Yeah. It was cute. It was fun. It had, like, a very Pixar-type energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the animated short films. They were good. Also, highly recommend them. Documentary short films now, which were three hours long in total, <laughs> were so long. I was like, I got, it was, um, so I did back-to-back with the documentary short films and the live-action short films. Oh, my films. God. That's and <laughs> um, I was told that each screening would be around two hours, and it's not the case. <laughs> it got up closer to 8 o'clock, 8.30, and I was like, uh, I need to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they were also very good. Um, there was one that just interested interested me so much. It was um, resignate. It's about resignation syndrome. It was a Netflix show. Yeah. And um, first off, I just loved the way it was shot. It reminded me a little bit of Aquarella, just um, with the slow moving like nature scan, I guess. Um, with like everything was so still. Um, I guess to illustrate like how the human body just like kind of resigns within itself and just like kind of slows down and freezes, um, I guess like the way nature does in, in winter. Um, but yeah, the short is about basically like a, it's a syndrome that um, essentially turns a human into Snow White. And um, it's been afflicting so many children who are refugees um, because they supposedly can't handle um, the, uh, the stress of not knowing where they're going to end up, if their family's going to be safe, if they're going to be safe. Um, it's just an, an uncertainty about the future like causes this. And just their, their whole body just, it doesn't shut down, but it kind of goes into this stasis, into this coma. And it's just super, super interesting. And it's tracked the lives of like, all these different children and these families that have come down with this. And at the end, it you realize that um, these aren't like isolated incidents because I was thinking like, oh, maybe it's just these these few families. But no, at the end, it's like over 200 to 300 children have come down with this like within, um, I think it was specifically um, Russian refugees. Yeah. And it's really like, creepy to look at too because they're all like little kids and they're right. just sleeping and they look perfectly normal, but it keeps going and it keeps going and they just never wake up. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Admittedly, I did fall asleep in the middle of that one. You did? Yeah. Resignation <laughs> syndrome? <laughs> I never thought about that. Um, yeah, I think my favorite was probably In the Absence, which was about, I forget the name of the ferry, but there was a ferry off oh. of South Korea that sank. I think it was called um, Sewol. I think so. That sounds right. I think because I remember I was reading the name of the ferry and it sounded like Seoul, like the capital. Um, and so it was Sable. Sable, yeah. Yeah. And that one was just heartbreaking. There's like so much archive footage, and it's just like the ferry was sinking. The government knew about it. They sent one boat with a camera, and people tried to Dunkirk the situation and get people out on fishing boats and everything else. But one helicopter and one government boat and hundreds of students died and hundreds of other people died and the captain was the first person to get off the ship. Mm-hmm. And then 
you'd think it would end at like the end of the tragedy, but it keeps going and it keeps being like, and this is how people responded. And they ended up impeaching the president of South Korea because she did such a bad job with it. And it, I thought it was a really cool, like up with political activism message in a way that it didn't feel like, like it felt like it was with me and it wasn't like, you're dumb for not doing this. But it was like, yeah, you can do this. It's easy. Like all these people did it. And it was just such like, Oh, I loved it. It was terrifying. The first like 20 minutes were just heart-wrenching and impossible to watch. Right. Especially that video of um, that they recovered off of a phone. Yeah. That girl's prediction. She's like, I wonder if this is going to be one of those situations that only the people that don't listen survive. I'm, I'm wondering if she survived. I don't think she did. That's so sad. Yeah. Which one do you think will win? Um... I think either the Netflix or um, I also enjoyed the one about um, the learning to skateboard. Learning um, to skateboard in the world zone, war zone parentheses if you're a girl, close mm-hmm. parentheses. Right. That one was really, really um, inspiring, I'd say. Yeah, that one was awesome. I, th- I think that one's going to win it. I liked um, St. Louis Superman too, just because it was such an intimate portrait of one person. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... Admittedly, it was at the end, so I might be biased in saying that I don't think it was quite as good as the others in terms of like production, mm-hmm. but I thought it was good, and I think that's my second choice. Walk, Run, Cha-Cha is another one that was nominated. That one was so sweet. It was a little too sugary for, for my taste, um, but it was, it was very interesting. I wish they had done more um, with the dance and like, and incorporated that more into it. Um, but I did appreciate what I was trying to do with like talking about like crossing, um, crossing borders and cultures and stuff and like the strength of love like through that. I thought that was really interesting um, and heartfelt. It was just the, I guess the way it was shot just seemed a little like Disney to me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I did appreciate how you like never see them speak though. It's always yeah. just them and their bodies moving through the space. And I thought that was a really interesting Interesting way to do it. Final thoughts on all live, or not live action, short films in general? As you see them. As usual, they're very intense, but they're very good. Very. There's little intermissions in between every one just to like put the title up so you get like a little bit of a... <gasps> Supposedly also less intense than last year. Oh, that is very which had true. had a lot of like animal and child death. Mm. As I think about it, yeah, last year's, especially live action, were pretty intense. Yeah. I, I still remember a lot of the live action shorts from last year. Oh. It, it sticks with you for so long. They were incredible. In the live action ones, there was a lot more humor this time. I yeah, and it was yeah. sort of like an undercurrent. Like, it wasn't... Right. There was a lot more variety, too. Yeah, and it wasn't ever, like, just a humor one. Like, two years ago, there was one that was just comedy, and it was like, this is fun, but this stands no chance of winning anything. Mm-hmm. But it, oh, I love the humor in the Nefta one when the two people are like looking for the drug mule. Right. He's like, you put on Adele, right? No. He only walks hey, to Adele. <laughs> that was hilarious. And when the little boy like tastes the drugs, oh, oh no. Was that I was like, don't do that. But he's like, is this laundry detergent? And the brother's like, yeah, don't eat it. Well, why would you eat laundry detergent? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Any questions, Emily? So many. <laughs> None of which I think anyone can answer. Um, I guess just in general, if you had to pick your favorite from all three, 
of the programs, what would it be? Philip? I would say Saria. Any, any specific reasoning? Um, I really liked um, what it was trying to do politically and, um, and uh, as like a memorial. And I think it was just, I loved the way it was shot and the acting was great. It was just, it was good on all counts. Matthew? Uh, probably Sister, the animated one, mostly because it told a really uh, unique view of the uh, one-child policy, but also had it threw in a little bit of um, imagination with its animation. I, I'm having a real hard time deciding between A Sister, the French live-action one, and um, what was it called? In the Absence, the one about the fairy, just because... Mm. That one was so good. I could watch that all the time, every day. I'll go with A Sister. I like that one. And it gives right. me hope because it was simple and nice and well-written. All right, we're going to go into weather, and then we'll be back on Bijou Banter with hot takes about Oscar nominations because we watched a lot of movies this week, and we could not watch one more. My God. Welcome back to Bijou Banter. And we're here with hot takes about the Oscars and talking about the Oscars and everything that the Oscars is coming up because next week we're doing an Oscars one because I like the Oscars. Admittedly, I may have forced this upon you all, but I love the Oscars. I do too. If you say Oscars again, oh my goodness. It's my favorite season. The Oscars is my Super Bowl. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I hear the Christmas song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. This is what I think of just before the Oscars. <laughs> Legitimately, too. Like she's sad because there's like almost two months of waiting in between. Yeah, you can't really... You hear that song and then it's just like, cool, guess I have to wait. We got the Golden Globes to hold you over. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mock me. Don't patronize this boy. You know the Golden Globes aren't worth the... the I'm not going to finish that. I want yeah. a Golden Globe. They're good. I love the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais was really funny at the Golden Globes. Oh. At times. At times. I don't, think he, I don't think he's that funny in general, to tell you the truth, but he was, he was fine. There were some times when he definitely crossed the line, but there was one when he was talking about, like, all of you get up here and do your political speeches, but you work for some of the worst companies on the planet. I thought that was hilarious. Also called out Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Anyway, so, Ricky Gervais... It, what hosted the Golden Globes. We're not talking about the Golden Globes. We're talking about the hostless Oscars. I, they are hostless, right? Yes, yes, and thank God for that yeah. because I do not like it's the so fact that there's hosts. Not that the hosts are bad, but it's just they drag out the length. The jokes length. are bad. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the jokes are horrible, but also they're, they're just more annoying. They're just there. They don't do anything. And I loved how last year's was host, hostless, and now that they're doing it again this year, I'm just like, yes, thank you. And like... Last year, they were talking about like how to cut time and they were going to cut cinematography. Oh, and my editing. God. I remember that, and I flipped out. And I was just like, you better not do this, and then they canceled it. <laughs> it's like the two things that make cinema different from everything else. Right. Um, but, yeah, they cut time with cutting the host, and it works out well. So we're going to start with hot takes about best picture because I've got a hot take about best picture. And Ooh, what is your hot is take? It? That Avengers Endgame should be up here. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read off the best picture nommies? We got Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Hollywood, and Parasite. Not even an attempt at a fun voice. 
<laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. You think Calvin's going to host the Oscars? He absolutely should. I would love to see that. I, I just go up him. and I'm like, these are the nominations. If he reads them like that, there will be a time issue. So your hot take yeah. is that Endgame should be up there? Yes, instead of Ford v. Ferrari, because okay. I haven't seen it, I haven't heard anything about it, and I don't care about it. You know, it's actually pretty good. It, it's better than 1917, that's for sure, but... <laughs> Matthew said cars have rights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out of the, all of these, we might those, those, those might win, those two, because, I don't know, America loves cars and war. So. Ford v. Ferrari <laughs> has no chance. Even though it's good, I don't think it's going to... It's definitely not going to win. Yeah. And... I will say, like, it's a joke. Oh, <laughs> I don't think it'll win. <laughs> I, I, Not at all. I will say, out of um, these nominations, what I really like is that there's a really good variety of movies. Like last year's wasn't the greatest variety, and there were some really bad choices, like Bohemian Rhapsody and Vice. This year, even though like some movies aren't nearly as great as others, they're still they're all different, and none of them are really throwaway. Like even 1917, despite being pretty average has a lot of unique elements in it that I could see why I was nominated. So that's my take. I don't know. I feel like The Irishman is kind of just like a Martin Scorsese directed a movie, so here's his Oscar nomination. Mm. I, I haven't am, seen it, but... I'm thrilled that Parasite is in with the best picture. Yeah. Yeah, as, as that, a, that's going to win. Really? You think so? Yes. Well, there's like some debate about people thought it was should just be in the foreign film category, mm. and like that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's what the Golden Globes did. Right. And uh, oh, I think Bong Joon-ho even said he was like, he said, uh, the, if you can get past the inch at the, the bottom of the one screen. Inch one inch barrier yeah, subtitles, you'll barrier. be introduced to exactly. so many amazing films. That's right. an amazing quote. I know. Yeah. I want that framed. <laughs> Same. I, I don't think Parasite's going to win. I think... I, I want it to, but I don't think it will. I, it's not even in my top four for winning, I don't think. Really? What's yeah. your one then? I I want Jojo Rabbit to win, or Little Women, or Marriage Story, and I liked Joker, and I think that'd be funny for it to win. <laughs> you know, I won't be surprised. I could, I could see Joaquin getting the um, best actor though. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll that'll do it. I will say, if we're going off of what we think will win, um, I think mine would be 1917 or Little Women. I don't think Little Women stands a chance. I want it really? to win, but yeah. it doesn't stand a chance. I, 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 I loved it, but it's it's not going to win, unfortunately. I think it's just a matter of, like, at this point, they're sort of like, what's wholesome and a period piece? Why why do they want it to be wholesome? Because it's the Academy. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That was a dumb question. I apologize. Because <laughs> Green Book won last year. That was pretty wholesome. Oh, movie. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Green, Green Book, like, it's so oscar baity, but I like it. I don't care. It's a, it's a good movie. <laughs> I'm, I'll never watch it, so I'll pay <laughs> for it. No interest there. Any hot <laughs> takes on acting categories and nominees? Why, why is The Two Popes on here, like, at all? That is the most basic movie. I've heard it's good. It's, it seems it fine. Exists. It sure <laughs> seems like it was a movie. Yeah, what Emily If you said. could see Emily's face right now, it is like <laughs> just three lines on her face. I've just aged like 40 years. I, I like wrote down all of the nominees just to have like in my notebook. And every time that I had to write down Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or The Two Popes, I aged <laughs> like three years. I, I never saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not good. Too it, many you, feet. No, you should see it. It's a great movie. I 
<laughs> I don't want to watch it though. It doesn't look good. It, it's fantastic. Bad. And I've never been the biggest Quentin Tarantino guy. Okay, if you've never been a big Quentin Tarantino fan, then you may not like it. Then. I like his early stuff. And by early, I mean Kill Bill. But You don't like Pulp Fiction? I think Pulp Fiction is the most overrated film of all time. Well, second most overrated. What's the most? Watch out, Fresh with posters on their walls. My gosh. I have a a Pulp Fiction poster in my dorm, so. It's a good movie. (laughs) It's just so overrated. Uh, Also, if Florence Pugh doesn't win Best Actress in a Supporting Role, I'm going to riot. I agree. She's fantastic. Laura Dern's probably going to win instead. Laura Dern has been busy this season. She had her and ScarJo. Yeah. Yes. That's true. I mean, ScarJo Hansen's got two noms. I was surprised that she was nominated for um, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Me too. She, she was good. I, went, I don't know if it's the best, best supporting actress worthy. I know the scene she got nominated for, and it was just, it was fine. I, it, it was a nice departure from what she normally does, I think. What yeah. scene did Florence Pugh get nominated for? The... Scene in the um the ballroom. No, oh, in, in the art studio when she's talking with yeah. Lori and like the camera's like moving with her and she's like, "Don't talk to me like it's not an economic proposition because it is." Right. Oh. Honestly, I think um Julia Fox should have been nominated for oh Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems and Lighthouse Adam. were robbed, and I will die on this hill. Yeah. <laughs> no Lighthouse. I. <laughs> oh, it got nominated for best cinematography. I Great. Agree. Should have been nominated for more. Where's Sound best supporting design. actor? Production design, mm-hmm. screenplay. All of the above. Mm-hmm. Directing. Honestly, that could have been nominated for as many Oscars as, like, I don't know, Marriage Story or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did. Just, like, an insane amount. It really could have. But the Academy doesn't like horror films. It's more of a thriller, I think. I think yeah. it's a horror film. I can consider it a horror I think film. that we're all very trigger-happy to call things horror. Someone called right. Parasite a horror film, and no. yes, there's horrifying things that happen, but I still don't think that it's a horror. I think it's a thriller. But, like, the I think Lighthouse that they're is, very close, but... But the Lighthouse's goal is to creep you out. It's not to be, like, put you on the edge of your seat, like, what's going to happen next? It's just to be like, and then the noise happens again. <laughs> Honestly, I think it shouldn't win. There's the a best dying cow in the studio. <laughs> just because that noise was just loud and that was the only sound design, except for Robert Pattinson's peaking audio, which was good. <laughs> best actor should have been nominated for it, though. Ooh, Calvin. Yeah? Avengers Endgame is nominated for best visual effects. It's the yep. only one it got, and <laughs> I am livid. It's a sad time when, when Star Wars Rise of Skywalker gets more nominations than Endgame. Mm. <laughs> Honestly. Although I liked Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I did not. I'm one of six people who did, but I really liked it. I saw my first Star Wars the other day. You're kidding me. What? Phantom Menace, baby. And you're a cinema major. That's I met hurt. Jar Jar Binks personally. The first Star Wars film you saw was Phantom Menace. It, I have two classes that I'm taking where it's a screening and like two separate classes. It's on the syllabus for two separate classes. Could they not pick episode four? Or five? Or six? Or literally anything else or besides Rogue two? One. <laughs> um, I was delighted. Best animated feature. We had a slow year for animation, didn't we? You know, actually, I'm, ac- I'm very impressed with um, the animated features. First of all, that I Lost My Body and Klaus got nominated because those were two very, very good animated films. And I'm actually happy Frozen 2 didn't get nominated. <laughs> that movie was bad. 
I thought One it was okay. One of its songs got nominated, though. Um, of course it did. Oh, yeah, the, the, the song, I'm fine with the getting nominated, but I'm really happy that the feature itself mm. didn't get nominated. I've heard good things. I still haven't seen it, but I've heard really good things. I disagree. <laughs> and Toy Story 4 is probably going to win that one. Maybe, probably. Yeah, the animation. I don't know. Missing Link took three years to make. I didn't see that one, but I heard that one's great. Neither did I, but it's like actual stop motion. Won the Golden Globe. Yeah, which is always accurate in predicting everything. <laughs> Best directing nominations. Now, here's where the hot takes really get cold. Greta Gerwig should have been nominated. Yes, oh, that's yeah. true. Get Todd Phillips out. Even though I thought Todd Phillips' directing was great, Greta Gerwig's directing was much better. Absolutely. Like... I understand that we need the like token Scorsese nomination and the Tar- token Tarantino nomination. Which I will fight against with every fiber of my being. <laughs> Didn't Tarantino get Me Too'd and then is still working? No. I don't yes. think he... Wait, did he? Yeah. He, um, Uma Thurman, when she was filming Kill Bill, it wasn't necessarily a Me Too thing, but it was certainly like he put her life in danger. And oh, that's the right. car thing? Yeah. Oh, the car thing. I thought you were talking about um, Harvey Weinstein again. Oh, no. Because no. big scandal. I'm like, brother, about. we're always talking about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. No kidding. And also, he insisted on spitting in her eye personally. Yeah. And like, he insisted yeah. on choking, I forgot who it is in Inglorious. I'm not going to say the second word because I don't know if we're allowed. I don't think we are. Yeah. In, in Inglorious, he insisted on choking the actress himself. Hmm. Bad. Yeah, it's unseemly. Among but he's still getting Oscar regions. nominations because people like his movies, and Kick I'm mad about out. it. Put Greta Gerwig in there, and then put somebody else in there. What else good came out this year that could go in there? I don't know. Ooh. The director of How to Train Farewell. Your Dragon. Yes, yes, her. That get, okay, Lu Wang. That did not get nominated for a single thing. It didn't. I never saw it, but I really wanted it was to. So look good. good. <laughs> it's great, and it should have been nominated. Also, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, got nominated for yeah. makeup and hairstyling. That's interesting. I think Judy should win that, though. Judy did a good job. Right. They did Renee Zellweger up. Yeah. Well. Is it up or down at that point? Good question. Up, up <laughs> and down? Like, they brought her up and then they took it down a notch. Yeah. But also, 1917? 1917? Makeup and hairstyling? I mean, the, the mud make, and the dirt. The, ma- the makeup. Okay. I'll give mud. it the makeup. Mud and the... I don't think I, it should I be I feel grit. like mud is more costume stuff at I, that point. Well, right. you have to apply mud. You don't put on well, mud. I, if you put something on your face, that's makeup, in exactly. my opinion. It doesn't even have to be on the face. These Arm. people hate moisturizer. If you can't take it off, it's makeup. Yeah. However, if someone managed to make dirt that you could just, like, take off, I'm sure actors would greatly appreciate it. Mm. What about Joker. Where's that for, junker? For makeup? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I think it did a good job. They did, yeah, they did a good job with the makeup, but... I don't, I don't think it's going to win just because no. it was just the one. Also, Bombshell? Bombshell's I, did probably going to win. That? I didn't no, see it, but... I heard it was terrible. I, it didn't look good. It seems like the female equivalent of Vice. It seems like the... Um, it'd be like the... I don't know, the... The, like, the the version of the assistant that's going to come out that would that's trying to be like comedic but still disturbing. Well, and it also that feels like if it wins anything, it just sort of feels like it's going to be, oh, we let it win, so now we're sort of self-acknowledging all of these terrible things that we're doing. Isn't mm. that a pat on the back situation? Oh my gosh! Right. I'm not sure because 
the bad things that happened were at Fox. Not like Fox owns everything. Well, Disney owns Fox now. <laughs> so if anything, it would be like the Oscars, like being like, shame on you. Well, Disney owns ABC and the Oscars are on ABC. Oh my God. So. <laughs> Wait, Disney owns the Oscars and Avengers Endgame got one nomination? Come on, people. <laughs> they had a huge campaign. This too. is terrible nepotism. Throw your weight around. Their Oscar campaign was massive for that film. Honestly. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Bijou banter after this Grant Spot. Welcome back to Bijou Banter. We're going to keep talking about the Oscars and what we think should have been nominated, what shouldn't have been nominated, and basically just talk about the Oscars because, boy, do I love the Oscars. And I'm going to say Oscars, Oscars two Oscars, more times. Oscars. Emily. Look at that. Oscars. Boom. Okay. I got. What another. do you guys think about costume design? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go first. Sorry. <laughs> the Nami's for costume design are Joker, Irishman, Little Woman, Jojo Rabbit, which I spelled with one B on here, and Once Upon a Time <laughs> in Hollywood. And the Irishman. I said that. You said the Irishman. Why is it on my Why is it on my list twice? That's so weird. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it's probably uh, it's probably because it's a uh, two uh, costume people. designers. Oh, right. Maybe. They had a lot of that for um, sound mixing as well. There's a lot of double nominees. Mm. Yeah. Little Women or Jojo Rabbit, I think, is going to do it. L- Little Women's probably going to win because mm. the Oscar really loves um, period pieces. True, in terms but- of their costume design. The Oscars like, also really love World War II pieces, and this is a World War II period piece. With oh great my costume God. Design. Right? I thought Joker was unique in its costume design because it's taking that kind of like 50s, 60s Batman, like um, like Gotham um, design, but it also made it... A lot of the times I felt like the costuming was mixed with more of a modern, I guess, take on that era. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also thinking about it, like the red of his suit really stands out against like everything else in the entire film. Well, because all the the sets are all like gray and gloomy, which yeah. I really like. And maybe a little bit greenish. The talk yeah. show host was blue. Oh, so yeah, blue. Yeah. If I was green, I would die. Um, <laughs> Joker also got nominated for best adapted screenplay, which from irks what? me. DC Comics. It's literally just DC Comics. Because it's a comic character. Yeah. I could, I could see that. It's not like adapted from the Killing Joke or anything. It's original. It just uses a pre-established character. Well, hold on. That's still technically <laughs> yeah. an adaptation, though. It's like if a Knight's Tale got nominated, they still have to cite the Knight's Tale from the Canterbury Tales. Well, that's that's what they did with um, Whiplash, because uh, Whiplash was based off of like one of Damien Chazelle's a short film, which was also uh-huh. the same thing, pretty much. And originally, it was nominated for original screenplay, but then they were like, oh shoot. It was a short film. We got to change it to adapted. That's dumb. If you wrote the same I short was, I film. I was about to say, if it's, it's like an adaptation of a film that you yourself previously made, I think <laughs> that that's just a camera test. Yeah. Anyways, the other adapted screenplays were Jojo for Caging Skies, Little Women for Little Women, Irishman for I Heard You Paint Houses, and Two Popes. For the lives of the two popes. Little Women is going to win it. I hope Jojo yes. Rabbit does. It's one of those two, I think, will win. Realistically, they'll probably go towards Little Women. Yeah. They they might pull a Jordan Peele with it, though, and, like, if it doesn't win anything else, give it to Jojo Rabbit. Is that a verb? Maybe I shouldn't say that. What did you verb? Jordan Peele. Because they gave him the Oscar for Best Writing because Get Out got, like, no nomination or no wins anywhere else. I don't know. Sometimes Names I feel like the writing... Verbed. Sometimes I feel like the writing categories are very much like uh, we recognize that we didn't give you any other awards, so here you go. 
What one adapted Kate. screenplay last year? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, trying I'm, trying to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember. Um, Let's find out. I know Green Book won original screenplay mm. that year. I can't remember adapted. What did y'all think of the sound mixing nominees? Because we all know... Oh, uh, Black Klansman won it. That's right. And that was a great screenplay. That was. It also won like nothing else, though. Yeah. <sighs> Which one did you say? Uh, sound mixing? Yeah. Sound mixing and editing, also known as the Sound Awards, because... They're basically the same. They're basically the... the Nominees are always almost almost always the same, but they throw in like two to throw everybody off. Yeah, like Ad Astra. Ad Astra. And then um Which was a bad Star movie Wars. by the Rise way. of Skywalker. Which was a good movie, by the way. Um nineteen seventeen is gonna win that because yeah. if you have a war movie that's nominated for sound, you're winning. You exactly. know who deserved it though? Lighthouse. Yes. That's true. That's I don't believe true. that at all. You do? I when I first walked in to like sound check um Lighthouse I immediately walked back in and I said to Dom, one of my coworkers, I was like, is it too early to call a like sound mixing Oscar for this? And then they got snubbed. So I'm on this boat. But like, it's just loud. It's not like nuanced. It's artfully it's just, loud. It's just loud. Well, just loud the atmosphere okay. of everything, like the rain and just like the water and the mm-hmm. background and just ha- having all the sounds like so like... Um, What's the so, point of surround sound? Like, yeah, pretty much. It's more atmospheric, I feel like. What's the point of Dolby if not for the lighthouse? <laughs> one of my, um, one snub, that, actually there's two snubs, I think. One of them, uh, at the time, like way, way back when I came out, was Rocket Man. I was really convinced that. That got that, one. That got one for original song, which is the most mm-hmm. pointless Oscar, honestly. <gasps> you take that back. Oh. <laughs> what song think, do you have in mind, I, th- I think we <laughs> talked about this a few months ago, about best original song being kind of like, Pointless, I remember. I, I like best original song. I like so it when many. the original song is in the movie and not played over the credits. Yeah, no, that's what we were talking about, yeah. but still, it's just kind of a silly thing. But I, I remember when Rocket Man first came out, I really wanted that to be nominated for best picture. But it's just this year had too much competition. If it came out like any other year, there's a chance it would have gotten nominated. If it came out last year, it would have just replaced Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Dolomite is My Name did not get a single nomination, which I was very disappointed. What? I, have, it, I think that deserved one. Eddie Murphy deserved a best <laughs> actor nomination. Disagrees. <laughs> I think Dolomite is My Name is a fine movie. I think it's a very average movie. Oh, really? I think <laughs> this the, is how we feel about Once Upon a Time. I think maybe Wesley Snipes or maybe Keegan-Michael Key should have gotten a nomination for that. I feel like it should. They should have gotten nominated. A. Murphy, uh, adapted screenplay, costume design. It, it could Costume nom- design, yeah. The costumes were that. great. And even production design, too. It looked a lot like the 70s. Mm-hmm. So really disappointed that that didn't get nominated. All right. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best international feature. Despite the obvious fact that this is going to Parasite. Yeah. Um, unless Parasite wins best picture. Because then they always make a point of Is that the same else. as best foreign language? They, best they, international they changed feature it okay. this year. Because, yeah. like... On the listing that I was looking at, it was still listed as best foreign language, so I wanted to make sure. Uh, one interesting thing is that Portrait of a Lady on Fire, even though I don't think any of us have seen it, did not get nominated. Yeah. But I read that um, France, they chose Les Mis yep. over mm. Portrait of a Lady on Fire as their submission. I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but I'm going to go ahead and preemptively call that Les Mis deserved it more. I loved Les Mis. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand why each one can only submit one. I think that's silly, yeah. honestly. I mean, Honeyland was good, but I don't think it was the best international feature film. No. Best documentary, but Pain and Glory was way better than it. I've never heard of Corpus Christi. We just showed it at film scene. One time. <laughs> A whole one time, but that's still more than zero. I think if Pain and Glory came out any other year, then it would have won. But since yeah. Parasite came out, that's, that's like given. Just give the Oscar right now because it's so obvious. Like, there's two... There have been two times this year where the first was walking out of Parasite. I was like, well, that's disappointing that this came out this year because Pain and Glory won't win. And then I walked out of Les Mis and I was like, and of course Parasite had to come out this year. <laughs> disappointing. Oh, uh, best original score. How do we feel about that? Which ones are those? Uh, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, That Should Not Be On There, and Rise of Skywalker. I love the score of Little Women. It was good. It yeah. was absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. And, and I really liked the Marriage Story score. A yeah, lot. it was, it was nice so and subtle. Good. Randy Newman did that. He did the yeah. Toy Story films. Mm-hmm. I, I think Joker should win it. Joker's, Joker would probably win. Yeah. That score interacts with the movie the most, and I feel like that really deserves. Which means it won't. It never. Nothing I like ever wins. It's impossible for me to guess. Well, no, jo- like Joker the score can be more surprising in that way, and I think. Th- those movies should win more often, I guess. Like, I do really, I did really enjoy the Little Women's score, but it was also predictable. Um, yeah. And then Star Wars is nominated, but that's just because it's John Williams. It was a good score, but it's not an Oscar-worthy yeah, score. It, I, don't, I don't remember anything aside from the opening theme. Like, it's still Star Wars. Nothing has changed. <laughs> a lot of horns goes da-da-da-da. It's, it's Star Wars. Yeah, all right. In that case, final thoughts on everything? About the Oscars? I'm still upset about Lighthouse and Uncut Gems and The Farewell, and I will die on this hill. Fair enough. As usual, there are some disappointments, but overall, it's, it's a good set of nominations. It, it was better than last year's, that's for sure. Philip? Um, I'm just banking on, I'm, I'm banking on my uh, celebration when Parasite wins Best Picture. Mm. Um, and if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be a little salty. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, a lot. I'll be but. salty with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're. I mean, all the de- the nominations. I mean, they're they're good movies. So, and we already said it before, but there's a good variety, and I appreciate that too. So I don't feel like I'm caught between. Um, I think each film is good in its own right. Yeah, like I'm not caught between like two that are too similar or anything like that. So, exactly. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to watch, and interesting. Uh, Bijou's got some cool events coming up this weekend. Ooh. If you want, we have Shadow of a Doubt. We have a short film before that that I made, which is unfortunate wow. because I won't be able to go to Shadow of a Doubt. Fool. <laughs> we have God Loves Uganda on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is going to be awesome. And then next Saturday, we have Lars and the Real Girl. But Forgot. before that, what do we have? We have Nude on the Moon. Nude on the Moon. Which is Bijou's triple X showing for this semester. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think it's, it's actually triple X. I think it's just an adult film. It's close it's just, enough. It's just for hard. Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's just a little nakey. Do what some of us are going to do. Double feature <laughs> it with Sonic the Hedgehog. It'll be great. All right. So I've been Calvin. I'm Emily. I'm Matthew. I'm Philip. 